Hallelujah. tried to take me out today, but <laughs> God gave me the power. Yes, we, we'll we never be defeated as long as we carry God. This is, I want to thank everybody for showing up tonight. I know it's kind of moist and muggy out, kind of nasty, but yeah, it's never too bad to travel for God's Word. Yeah. We want to thank Sister Karen. She's a little under the weather, too, I think. I'd like to start out praying for her, praying for your wife, brother. (coughs) Excuse me. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight, Lord. We come to you asking that you take care of our family, Lord. We stand before you. We stand on the promises that you've given us, Lord. We know that when we come together, we stand together in agreement on your word. We ask, Lord, that you you touch them with the healing hand of God, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you show them peace and comfort. As, as they go through the healing process, Lord, we know that you're there to guide them and protect them. Lord, we ask that you watch over them and comfort them and comfort those around them, Lord, showing them strength and courage in your mighty name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. <coughs> well, to start out with, we've, we've started this as, as a harvest revival, this first year out with it the Lord's going to bless us and it's going to grow just like anything that God's word is set to it's going to grow uh, the the whole thing is, is to reach out and touch people with God's word to, to enlighten them give them direction and uh, like the the definition of harvest is the outcome of any effort when we when we put out an effort we're going to be blessed God God's going to bless each and every one of us for the work that we do as, as we go out to do the work that God has anointed us to do we reach out to everybody we come in contact with we want to teach them and build them up into God's kingdom with that we just if we can touch one person in a lifetime all of God's work has been it's been worth everything. Now you get you to go to Psalms one twenty six with me if you would. Yeah. 
we'll start out here in verse 1. Is when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue was seen. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. When we come to church, or it don't matter where we're at. We can be at work or walking down the aisles at Walmart. We can sing praises to God no matter where we're at. Yeah. I don't care who you are. If you sing praises to God, you're going to be lifted up. You, you're going to have a feeling come on you that, that it is an emotional feeling. I mean, it, it just goes through you. In verse 4, <coughs> sorry, <clears throat> or verse 3, the Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. And bring back our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. In verse 5 here, those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Now who can he who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. When we go out to do the work for God, we've got to take it serious. We've got to take it to heart. We reach out. We do a job. You go out and you do your job. You're going to do it the best you can do. If, if you're doing a job and you're just doing enough to get you by, you're in the wrong job. So Jesus Christ didn't go just part way for us. He went all the way. He, he shed his blood. He went above and beyond for each and every one of us. So we cannot limit the work that we do. We've got to give it our all. If if we expect, we've got to earn. So we've got to reach out and do everything that he set us to do. It, God will never put more on us than we can handle. But he expects us to do what he puts on us. So I'm get you <coughs> turned it. John chapter 4, if you would. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. They, the ones he were, was talking to at that time, they, they couldn't understand where he was getting his food from, but his food is the word. When when he was talking to him, he was explaining that the word of God is his food. That's all he needed to survive with. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to feed 
each and every one. We're here to feed each other. Amen. The <coughs> in verse thirty-five says, "Do you not say there are still four months, and then comes the harvest? And behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest." The the people are ready for the harvest. So, and he who reaps <clears throat> receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life. That both he who sows and who <clears throat> he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap for that. Reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labors. If we're going to, if we plan on reaping a harvest, we've got we've to sow the right seed. We go, if we're going to plant a crop out here, we're going to make sure we've got the seed that we want. We're, we're not going to take a grab bag off the street and say, well, let's see what we get. You get a grab bag, you might have a bag full of thistle. And I sure don't want to reap that one. So, <laughs> you know, that's a... But, yeah, like I said... Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. He was planting his father's seed. And we can't we can't stress it enough that the word is what we've got to plant. Because it, too many people try to pull away from it and bear their own way. They try to say, well, if you follow me, I can show you an easier way. Brother, there ain't no easier way. It's God's way or hell. There is no other way. We have, we're the ones, we've got to make our mind up. It's our decision. Pastor, you can't set, set it out for me. I've got to do it myself. I can't do it for you or you. We've got to take the Word and make it what it is. And God's Word is what it is. There is no substitution for it. So we've, we've got to stand strong, and we've got to be aware of what comes against us because of other people come in. Well, if if you move this around, it's going to look easy. It is easy, but it's easy to take a trip to hell. So we've got we've got to watch our step. So in verse thirty-six, we read about receiving wages and gathering 
fruit for eternal life. I mean, that, there's no greater harvest than than the promise of eternal life. I mean, One of my boys, he's, I asked him about his standing with, with God, with Christ. And I said, have you ever asked him to be your Lord and Savior? No, not really. He said, Dad, I've changed my ways. He said, I, I don't. I don't do drugs anymore. I quit drinking. Uh, I started. I started doing good. He said, "I, I help people." Well, that, that's good. I'm proud of you, son. I ain't gonna do you no good in hell. <laughs> that's hard to tell you, son. But it don't matter. What kind of seed we sow. We can do God's work all day, every day. But until we ask Jesus Christ to be our Lord and Savior, we're going to hell. So we've got to turn everything over to him. So many people want to see all my good deeds are going to be rewarded in heaven. Only if you're a Christian. Only if you've asked Jesus Christ to be your Savior. So, so if, you're, if you're going to sow seed, you might as well reap the whole harvest. Just, just take, let, let Jesus Christ have you. Give yourself to him. I mean, you're not giving anything up. Except for a lot of headaches. <laughs> and get you to go to Second Corinthians chapter 9, if you would. Well, so therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren to go to you ahead of time and prepare your generous gift beforehand, which you had previously promised that it may be ready as a matter of generosity and not as a grudging obligation. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one gives he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad. He is given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now, 
May he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness while you are enriched in every everything for all liberality which causes thanksgiving through us to God. The, the more we sow, the more we reap. And brother, you going on this trip, it's, it's going to be bigger and better. And pastor, you're going out, man, it's, there's going to be a lot, a lot going. But we all know the trips are starting, well, they ain't starting. They're going to be bigger. There are more, more trips coming. Yeah. There's going to be a lot more time over there. Yeah. There's a lot of hunger for the, the Word. Yeah. A lot of people going to be touched. Yeah. The rewards are going to be unmentionable for the work that y'all are doing over there. It's going to be more than any human mind could even imagine. It's, well, we've got a lot of work to do here. We've got a, we've got a city to take. We've got a county. We've got a state. We've got a nation to take back. Satan has tried to come in and wipe God out of it. But just like the song they sang earlier, there's power. And we've got the power because God has given it to us. We've got the authority over Satan. We're not going to stand back. We're the we're the warriors that God has built up and prepared. Every time we speak out God's word, it's another slash. Satan don't have a chance. We, we have got more power than Satan has ever, ever imagined. I just want to thank God for allowing me to be on his side. I, I was one heck of a warrior for Satan for a long time. But brother, I'll tell you, when, when I turned my life over to God, it, it changed. Yeah, I mean, it was... They didn't even testify that because, I mean, it, when it hit me that night, I was sitting right back here about where Miss Margie's sitting. And every time Lewis Street walked by, thank you, Lord. <laughs> All right, he passed me again. <laughs> when he came back here and knelt down on his knees in front of me and he started crying, I thought, oh, Lord, what are you doing? But I, I, I'm so thankful to that man for being obedient to God. He told me things that no man knew other than God.
<laughs> I mean, that, from that moment on, I knew then, this is my last chance. I thank God every day for that. <laughs> Boy, I, I thought I had the world by the tail, and I did. And I caught everything that came out from under it. <laughs> Anyway, we'll go on. <laughs> yes, I tell you. Any any time you see somebody, and they say they don't have God, but they've got control. They're right. They've got control of their life. They don't have anything else. They don't have anything to offer anybody. Just we can never put anything or anybody above or before God. And get you to turn to Galatians six, uh, verse four, if you would. Well. says, but let each one examine his own work. Then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. Let him who has taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart therefore as we have opportunity let us do good to all especially to those who are of the household of faith with that again I'm It's up to us what we do. No no other person will ever be held accountable for what we do. What we do, what we say is on us. Yeah. For a long time I always heard the word, the devil made me do it. Don't lie. You're the one responsible. The devil didn't make you do anything. The opportunity was there. You took it. I just used that so many times. But, man, I was wrong. Man, it took a long time for me to understand 
the to be accountable for myself, I had to give it. Uh, there's no person that you can ever blame for what you do. They can't. No matter what they do in our country, they can never take God away from us. They can shut it down in schools to where it can't be heard out loud, but it can still be in the hearts and the minds of the kids. The teachers with with the teachers in the schools, I don't know, it, to me, what happens behind that door is up to that teacher. If, if they want to let the kids talk about God, discuss the Word of God, read the Word of God, that's up to that teacher. We've got to we gotta stand up and be accountable for what we do. Yeah. I know that when I'm at work Brother Don knows when I'm at work he he gets preaching, I get preaching, somebody's gonna be preaching. <laughs> we enjoy our job. It might not be the best workplace in the world, but, but we enjoy it because we have control. We, Our shop is in our hands. We say what will be heard and what will be listened to. And there's not a whole lot of places you can work like that anymore. You might offend somebody. If I offend somebody, I apologize. There's the door. <laughs> You ain't got to stand here and listen. I mean, that's, and I'll just, that's the way we are with it. I mean, we're open. Yeah. So far, I don't guess we've offended too many people because everybody's still working there. So, but they don't like it sometimes, but they can go in another room or something. But we're accountable for what happens in our shop. The work gets done. And one thing I can say is when we took control back over that shop and we started being able to openly praise God, we've got the Word of God playing all the time in there. Work started picking up. Everything starts coming together. When when you cut God out of it, everything goes to hell. I mean, that, that's the way I see it. That's the way I feel. So we've got to stay in control. We we've got the authority to do it. So let's do it. I mean, we're going to reap a harvest someday. Let's reap best that we can.
me get you to turn to Revelation 14, if you would. We'll start with verse 14. Says, then I looked, and behold, a white cloud. And on the cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel come out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, Thrust in your sickle and reap. For the time has come for you to reap. For the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who sat on the cloud thrust in a sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Then another angel came out of the temple which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel come out from the altar who had power over fire. And he cried with a loud cry to him who had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for grapes are fully ripe. So the angels thrust a sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and threw it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trampled outside the city. And blood came out of the winepress up to the horse's bridles for 1,600 furlongs. No matter what seed we sow, we've got to remember with, without God in our life, without being born again, we don't have anything. We don't have life. We've, we've got a physical body and we're just sitting here waiting. We've got to turn everything over, over to God. We've got to allow Him to have total control. The harvest that, that we look to reap it's not a cornfield or, or a tomato crop, whatever, but but it's it's God's harvest. We've got a big field out here to sow seed in. Yeah. John fourteen six says Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And that's the final line. We've, we've got to reach out to people. We can sit back and listen to people talk. 
And 90, 98% of the time, you can tell where their standing is with God just by the way they talk and by their actions. They, you've got so many people that want to say, oh, I go to church every Sunday. The devil does, too. It don't matter. You can go to church every Sunday for the next 50 years, but that ain't buying you nothing. When you turn your life over to Christ, when you accept Him as your Lord and your Savior, that is when your harvest starts. You're going to start reaping your harvest. We can start reaping our harvest here on this earth. But we've got to sow the seed. We've, we've got to have the soil to plant it in. The soil is God. God's word is our seed. We've got to keep it going. We're going to reach out to to everybody that we can. We're gonna we're gonna sow seed here on this earth and we're gonna make the devil cringe because because we've got the power over over him. We've got so many kids that we've got to reach out to. We see them walking these streets every day. They're the ones that tear my heart out. Because I see where they're at. Just about every one of them is where I've been. If I could get them just to sit down and listen, And allow me to talk and tell them where I've been, what I've done. If it didn't touch their heart, maybe it would scare some of them bad enough that they would want to change now. Because they may not be as lucky as me. They may not have the second chance. I've had a whole lot more than second chances. God has really blessed me. I can remember one time that that I was joking around about being I was going to get killed in, a, in an accident. And I remember thank God I ain't ready yet. And I've got scars on my hands from that. I can remember. I'm not like a lot of these other people. Hey, I've seen Jesus, but I can remember the voice saying, it's not your time. And I thank God for that. But I know as long 
as long as he's still got to work for me here on this earth, I'll be here. But if my work's over tomorrow, praise God, I'm ready. <laughs> don't don't cry for me because I'm going to be happy. But I, I just, I want to ask everybody here. You see one kid. You don't care where you're at, grocery store, the post office, wherever. Just out of the clear blue, ask them, do you know God? What are they going to do? Go home and tell Mama and Daddy? Maybe they want to meet God. You know. So let's, let's just look at the kids around here. They're our future here. They're going to they're be here for us when we're gone. 